morning, officer. Maybe this is the pot calling the kettle black. This guy thinks he's a genius and he's a moron. <laughs> oh, oh, this is live. Think of like the dumbest cave troll let you know. You looked right at me when you said that. You're not the dumbest. Here are the facts as I see them. Welcome, everybody, to the Bandit Radio Hour. It is September 6, 2022. We are on the move in a new recording location, which is approximately 15 feet to the south, Merce. Just enough to throw up the triangulation. Just yeah. enough. Yeah, yeah. Mess, mess with the GPS. <laughs> we'll fool him with us. Yeah, he moved his trailer because he had to mow, and he's building a barn. So, uh, yeah. New, be- season two, bigger and better. There we go. <laughs> We're on the move. All right, well, what's been new with you this week, Merce? Anything interesting at all, unlike Illinois and the Amish, apparently? Oh, they're moving the trailer a little bit. I had to do a little little running. There was a uh, apparently a clerical error with some things going on, and there was a oh. warrant out for my arrest. He, you did your best uh, Harrison Ford impression from, from uh, The Fugitive. Yeah, yeah, I was I was on the lamb. Reference. But <laughs> I had to I had to hide for like well not really hide, but until until that got resolved, I was told not to go have not to go talk to the cops. <laughs> no, don't, don't. But anyways, the the paperwork got sorted out and I'm I'm back to being good. Uh, good's a strong statement. But you're you're better off than you were. It's implied. There, there okay, all right. It's an there, attempt. There we go, there we go. Uh so yeah, we had uh well, we actually had a pretty easy Labor Day weekend. Uh, got to work this morning, and tur- turned out someone broke into the ranch uh, and stole the grill off of a work truck and a plastic piece, and that was it. And What's that rap song? Where it's like your grill, yeah, your grill, yeah, your grill, dude. It was some tweaked out hillbilly that pulled in there and just got that, and that's it, and. I, I can't get into too many details, but it's just like... Oops. He must have like wrecked his... Charlene gonna kill me if I don't fix this. Dude, that's like literally... That's what you said when I first told you about it. And I was... Uh, <laughs> that's a better plausible... That's the most plausible explanation I've heard. And by the way, 10 feet from that very truck is also where lightning struck and set a part of the pasture on fire. Uh, not this past weekend. But oh, I was no, no, say, no, no. that might be why they left. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody got spooked, I'm sure. But uh, so, oh, yeah, on the local front, uh, it, it's been pretty hectic. Oh, and apparently, like other local news, dude in Punta Gorda just was hung on a bridge or hung himself in Punta Gorda, right, Merce? Yeah, the, the Punta Gorda bridge. Well, it was so, it's been deemed a suicide, but yeah, they... Found him Everybody's him. named suicide nowadays. I'm yeah. joking. Bad joke. Bad joke. This is the guy that died. I'm sorry. I don't, I don't know. I mean, he's not offended now that I think about it. But anyway, whatever. Uh, so, yeah. So there's that. And just like that kind of leads us to our next story. Merced in some like really important executive uh, throw themselves from like 40 stories or something like that. Allegedly. Alleg- alleg- allegedly, that's the whole, what's the deal with that? You, <laughs> the you CEO s- of Bed Bath & Beyond uh, was, well, he was in, in some trouble, I guess, for some insider trading, and there's some stuff going on too, but they just found him dead at the bottom of a skyscraper. And they're, they're saying he jumped, but... They've said a lot of people have done a lot of things, and it turns out yeah, it's Yeah, there's a whole lot of sketchy stuff yeah. behind the scenes with that too. Yeah, who, who was the... Uh, Terrence Leakey was that the guy from Oklahoma City? That the Oklahoma the was it Terrence Leakey? Uh, if he was the first responding officer to uh, the Oklahoma City bombing. Oh, then and, the, that the one that got offed. Yeah, 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 the one that tied his hands behind his back. Well, hey, hang on, let me preface. He was like the first responder uh, to Oklahoma City bombing and like saved a ton of people. Uh, and then he committed, they offed himself supposedly like a couple of days later, a couple of weeks later. They need after. a word for suicide when you don't think it's Because I, I don't want to say, I was trying to be smart and think of a different word like I see other YouTubers do. And I'm like, like oh, they're smart. They tricked the algorithm. And I'm not, I'm not very quick on the fly <laughs> like that. Uh, but yeah, so that's 
several days later ruled a suicide, but you look into it and it's like, oh, his hands were behind his back and he was drugged through the grass and he was shot in the head and all this other stuff. And it's, you know, added to a long list of potential suicides. However, however, and I, I hear everybody, come on, Bandit, you've talked about this like nine out of ten episodes. I know, I'm going to actually like argue the other side for an instance against my past self because I do that in real life all the time. Why not do it on the show? So, like, all right, I, I saw in, in some Twitter news that uh, w- one of the people that happened to be investigating the uh, Las Vegas massacre, uh, you know, from a couple, what, a year ago, two years ago at the... Jason Aldean concert, uh, which has a lot of questions surrounding it. He just got, what, Merce, was it killed in a machete attack? Was Yeah, stabbed with something. Stabbed, okay, maybe, yeah, that's what my mind remembered. Uh, however, and like, of course, that's the first thing that lit up my conspiracy-minded brain. was like, oh, 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 he's looking into that. However, you just go through the guy's Twitter like I did for five minutes, and you also see... He's investigating, like, the mob for different things in Las Vegas. He's investigating different casinos for, like, illicit activity and stuff like that. He, and it's like, he made some enemies. Yeah, and it's like, ah, oh, there, there might. Like, don't get me wrong. I don't know, maybe pissed off some feds or some CIA spooks or something like that. Like, you know, like we were saying with the, uh, the, what, the Bed Bath & Beyond CEO guy that fell. But could be his cheating on his wife with some really weird stuff in 2022 you've really got to like if you're ashamed of, of doing of doing something in private in 2022 to the point where you'll kill yourself like you're doing some weird stuff man uh <laughs> with how much stuff people are proud well, completely of completely off topic who is the karate guy like that got caught that they found him dead in his hotel in his closet he was hanging himself to get off by striking oh, himself. Oh, oh, the guy from Kill Bill. Uh, uh, Bill from Kill Bill. That, uh, that just that just made me think that, of something like that. Of course it did. Uh, but, uh, but that'd be a way to go. Uh, but uh, no, so Coming like you know, going. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> so what I was trying to wrap my head around is like, I I, I tried to steal. There might be information we don't have yet on, like, that might shed some light and make my old things I talk about dumb. However, everything that points to the WEF, like, I'm really waiting for some strong counter-arguments against that. Because, you know, it it seems like all these big name figurehead people that, like, pop up in the the media, on main media, uh... Typically end up being a WEF, like, young global leader or something like that. Don't get me wrong. That doesn't necessarily mean, like, they're a member of the World Economic Forum. Uh, but it means World Economic Forum sure likes what they're doing. Uh, but like, I've never got invited. <laughs> no, me neither. One day, Merce. <laughs> so I just saw that uh, UK got rid of their rock star of a prime minister. Uh, hey, listen. Like he, there's a weird part of me. That liked Boris Johnson. Like, I, th- I think someone once said this about Trump, but I really think it even applies more to Boris Johnson. He's like the kid that, that didn't do his book report and just showed up in school that morning and was like, oh, the Civil War was bad because it was bad. And the teacher's like, I don't even care. You passed. And he's like, I got the good grade? I can't believe I got this. I don't know. There's part of me that was like, Oh, you know, you're doing horrible lockdowns on your own. He's like, he's like your drunk uncle. Like you don't, you, you like, you don't hate him, but you're glad you only see him at Thanksgiving. You're, and you're so proud of him that he actually mowed his yard without crashing the mower. Yeah. And you're like, uh, yeah, but like he crashed, Boris crashed the mower a couple, couple of times. While he One was time too many. Yeah. And, uh, but Hey, he, I guess he kind of got Brexit done, which depending on which person you ask on any part of the political spectrum was good and bad for different reasons. But I digress. Uh, he ended up uh, getting replaced like just the other day, yesterday maybe, or today, by uh, Liz Truss. And I don't trust her. God, it's every episode now. Um, all right, we're going to roll with it. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that chunk out of my train of thought and keep on trying to roll down the rails. You distracting son of a gun. A trussle? <laughs> Stop it! <laughs> Stop it with your autism! <laughs> Anyways, 
uh, like I did, like I just had to, I had to look it up, and of course she's like a WEF, uh, which stands for World Economic Forum, uh, young global leader. Uh, and now that doesn't mean she's like necessarily a part of the WEF. Uh, that means just they tend to like the cut of her jib. They like what she's doing. Uh, so they selected her for that. And this is why I'm, I'm iffy on that. Tulsi Gabbard is also one of those. And Tulsi Gabbard for, for somebody on the left wing to, to me makes more sense than a lot of left wingers. I still don't want her to touch my guns and a whole lot of other things, but, and she's pretty to look at. That doesn't hurt her one bit. Um, anyways, I was thinking about this and I, I'm really wanting to see the counter evidence between everything I've heard the WEF put out as far as like wanting to get rid of private property and a lot of individual ownership of what you're allowed to control on your property independently. Uh, and Merce, how's the damn, uh, what's new with Europe and the energy going on over there since, uh, we've been at war with Russia in a proxy war. Oh, they, they can't afford, they can't afford their gas bills anymore yeah, or their and, power bills. And, and what was, uh, so that's in Europe also in UK. And like I said, this lady's selected leader. Uh, also, what was the meme you sent me of the thermostat in California? Oh, they were in uh, some cooperative group, I guess, that like have man like automatic thermostats, electronic-controlled. But they all woke up to a message saying that their thermostats during certain hours would not be able to get a certain degree, or they for all they're automatically being in like power save mode. It seems like everything these people it it not everything happening. A lot of the stuff happening seems to point directly to how these oligarchs, for lack of a better word, point. My fa favorite thing also with California is they went and made a, they passed a law that no new gas vehicles can be sold after like 2035. And then a week later, made a note, another notice to stop charging your electric vehicles because the grid can't handle it. Dude, did we talk about Thomas Massey's latest speech about electric vehicles on the house floor? No. Oh, dude, this is, all right, this is, like, brilliant. So, Thomas Massey, he is a representative of, ooh, I want to say Kentucky? Don't, don't crucify me for that. I think it's Kentucky. Might be, might be Tennessee. It's one of the southeastern states. Anyways, he uh, went to, like, MIT and is a genius in, like, robotics and applied technologies. He has a farm, a, a ranch in wherever state he represents, that he uh, is like total. I'm not gonna say 100% self-sufficient, but like he's off the grid. Okay. And he was giving a breakdown on the house floor. He's he's a Republican, and he's I can count on one hand the number of Republicans I absolutely love. I I like what they say. I can only count on one finger the number of Republicans that vote the way I'd actually like them to vote, and that's Thomas Massey. Everything is like, hey. We should like uh, maybe abolish the board of education on a federal level. And everyone else is like, "No." And he's like, ah, "All right, I tried." <laughs> <laughs> but uh anyways, so he was given this presentation and he's like, "I love this technology. I'm not your typical Republican. Like I like my farm is solar has solar panels to make it independent and all this other stuff. Uh I'm very bullish on this." He said, "But I've done the math on what you're wanting to introduce on a federal level with electric vehicles and everybody plugging in. And he said, if, if half, uh, I might be butchering this, but it's something close. I'm going to underscore it. Like I'm going to downplay it just for effect. Cause I know what he says is greater. If half of the proposed people got rid of their gas powered vehicles in the nation and got electric vehicles, and charge them in order to drive the same amount they do now. It would be the equivalent for one of those vehicles to plug in 12 refrigerators at your house and leave them constantly running. Non-stop. I'm skipping that bad joke. Uh, Is your refrigerator running? No. Uh, God, why? <laughs> You're a good producer, but God, I hate the puns. Anyways, but like, uh, yeah, he broke this down magnificently. And it, 
And here's the thing. I, like, I used to look at left-wing pages to, like, all right, what's their, like, reply to this to shoot him down? Because there must be some, like, smarter person than him that's just like, oh, Tom, Mr. Massey, here's where you're, you're absolutely wrong. And it never is. It's just like... Well, Musk even made a comment not long ago with the blackout stuff. It's like, we still need oil. Like, yes. Yeah. And I've said that. I, I do believe renewable resources, we've got to get there. I just don't think the technology's there yet. And then you look up the people that are trying to make all the water-powered cars, and they just disappear. Yeah. Okay, the technology's there. We're not allowed to have it. Yeah. And, <laughs> and hey, in, in let my sympathy to left-wingers, might not be the government offing them. Might be. Oil companies, for all we know. Or... Uh, there's still no replacement for displacement. <laughs> Give me horsepower. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe steam back. Dude, we could go back, Merce. We can go back to steam power. The Stanley steamer um, before they were a carpet cleaner? No, no, I'm no, no, talking about like steam-powered boats. I, th- I thought you, you old-timey shit. Yeah, well, like the, the Stanley steamer used to be a car company. And then when the steam-powered engine didn't take off, they started cleaning carpets with steam. I did not know this. Yeah, um, they, they, they were cars before they were carpets cleaning. I'm aghast. <laughs> my my producer leaves me stunned. I'm, I'm going to take a sip of my coffee and think about this conversation for a second. Not only did I take a sip of coffee and we paused the recording to Google it, but he was absolutely right. I never had a clue. But you go from making cars, manly, automobiles, they're conquering the frontier, to vacuums. <laughs> But hey, capitalism, they adapted. They, they didn't go the way of Kodak, which, you know, they're like, we're going to be big on film. And everyone else is like, all right, see ya. Like Blockbuster and Redbox. Yeah. Dude, did you hear that Netflix is making a show about Blockbuster? Netflix, I think, is about to go out, too. They're having to raise prices because they're not doing good. Return of the Pirate Bay. <laughs> Return of let me watch this dot co or whatever. Dude, there was like five websites back in the day that <laughs> bringing back the LimeWire. Uh, oh no, no, that cr- dude, that. You know how many computers that put down? My my mother took a baseball bat to a computer because <laughs> of LimeWire. So. I yeah. can see that. Yeah. Yep. She's a passionate lady. Uh, and she the, had the three sons. The worst is thinking you just download the new hottest song and you clicked on it. It's just some random SoundCloud or what would have been a SoundCloud rapper's version of something terrible. Or even worse, like two rednecks talking into a podcast out in the sticks. I'm hurt. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyways, we're getting way off subject. I still like it. But, uh, you know, with all this, like, all this doom and gloom we're talking about with with this like World Economic Forums, even if that's not true, all the random doom and gloom from uh, from all that uh, national troubles to Joe Biden doing his best V for Vendetta cosplay the other night on the big whoa yeah yeah we didn't even touch on that yet like whoa that was a something that was a bit. all right a little bit more dark stuff than I promised we got we got light at the end of this very long dark tunnel but uh. Yeah, he uh, he said some stuff. Well, at first that was like five nights ago, something like that. By this recording, they've when, been walking it back. Like yeah. when, when I first saw it, I thought it was people making fun of it and like blowing it way out of proportion. And I was like, "Oh, look at this Photoshop!" And I was like, yeah. "Oh no, that was real." Nope, blood red with soldiers behind him, with him on a podium, and like here's the thing. What got me was like I think somebody well, was hit on it. Was it wasn't even part of like a, a campaign, right? That was backed by the White House. Yeah. That was the White House's stance. That was by design. With soldiers. I got a question. You think they're actually so, gosh darn retarded, that, like, you've heard of the Dark Brandon meme, right? Yes. Dark Brandon. So, for for those of you that don't know. I didn't until after I discovered it from the speech. I don't know if this is left-wing idiots that started this or brilliant right-wingers that started this. But either way, like, some of the left have adapted it, as far as I can tell. Some, not not all, of course. But, uh, it's like, oh, y'all are saying, like, let's go Brandon as code for F. Joe Biden. Well, we're going to be dark Brandon, like, oh, Joe Biden's tough, like, and it's blown up in their faces because everyone laughs at it. And this is almost like a, oh, we're going to capitalize on that. Now, 
What I just said might be absolutely b- bullcrap and wrong. Probably is. But it's just something fun to think about. Uh, no, I've, I've seen it too. They're like, oh, Dark Brandon makes like Republicans cry, and they're just like, tr-. and I'm like, no, no, Dark Dark Brandon doesn't even know what he ate for breakfast. Dude, yeah. It, it, and here's the thing that I don't even hear a lot of conservative pundits sound off on. I I hear them all going crazy about Biden. You know, Biden doing all the stuff that Biden is doing. And, like, I agree. But we all also agree that it's not really Joe Biden. Yeah. I mean, it's whoever's writing the teleprompter. And that guy, or whoever that group, or that, whoever the hell that is, none of us know their name. Or who hired the guy that wrote the teleprompter. Oh, well, dude, I saw today, and it makes me question what I remember or know, but she apparently said, like, so, uh, saw the pictures of, like, a couple of days ago of the Trump documents laying on the floor that they supposedly seized from Mar-a-Lago and whited out all the pages, and it totally looked like, I I don't know, it looked looked like Hunter Biden's coffee table. (laughs) It looked... Like a very lazy way to try to say someone did something bad and they didn't. However, uh, yeah, Hillary Clinton like tweeted out herself like, oh, I never once uh, released classified or kept classified information. I don't know the official quote, but it made everybody freak out uh, on Twitter at least. And I'm like, oh, that's. She put her laptop through a blender. (laughs) Is this. Elementary obvious deception, like to anyone that's not completely brainwashed, is us finding out about it part of the equation? It's almost like they're just waving in our faces to see what we'll do about it. Like that's what I'm getting at. And it's to what ends? Like I've said, I've messaged that a lot. I'm sorry for my phone. But like, what's the point of riling everybody up is it dividing us is easier to conquer i mean you could say that but i think it's just like we're just keep poking them to see if they'll do it and then if they realize we're not going to stand up or put an end to it they're just like okay we can do whatever we want well here's the problem if you try to stand up violently to these people it makes them stronger it's literally like a hydra like if you try to violently cut off one head it grows seven more you try to get to the osi where you get a cia and an fbi and an nsa and a dhs and a how many different letter combinations can you make uh don't do it i saw the look don't even try to think of it um however you know it, you saw the, car, the one of the greatest cartoons ever growing up, Hercules. Yes. And it's like, uh, you remember the one he fights the Hydra, and he's going through this. He's like, man, I'm trying to... Try. I'm, Actually, full disclosure, I wasn't allowed to watch it because it was Greek mythology, and my parents thought it went against Christianity. Dude, that's like, whoa! But I, but I, know, the story, whoa. But I know the story of Hercules. I thought anti-Harry Potter was bad, dude. Your parents well, like... I wasn't allowed to read that either. Your parents like, most of Western civilization? Off limits. <laughs> like, no. <laughs> oh, man. But, but I know the story, and I've seen most of the clips now in my adulthood. Man, that explains so much about you. But it, anyway, wh- you need to watch that movie. It's got, it's got James Woods as Hades, and he's perfect. But anyways, t- t- Hercules trying to fight this Hydra, cutting that off. It's not working. Eventually, he figures out a different way, get a giant boulder to fall on it. And it's like, people have gone crazy in the past and used violence. And every time they do, the government grows bigger and stronger and gets more authority to stop the violence. So it's like, this has the opposite of the intended effect. Unless they're like crazy accelerationists. Or you win. <laughs> well, yeah, and then you start a new country. <laughs> which we're not trying to do. We're, uh, well... then the process, again, just, just starts all over again. Yeah. However, the, the ultimate way to actually get around this is to change people's minds to giving these powers if, if you're in the right wing camps it's more than likely the government powers if you're in left wing camps it's like the corporate powers but of 
derailing that. And it's like playing offensive against this idea instead of having to defend against it the whole time until people like lose their mind. Uh, however, I want to, I want to get more into playing offensive mentally, but first Merce just put me down a rabbit hole that we have to explore. All right. So Hercules, <laughs> one of my favorite mythological heroes. Well, First of all, I didn't even know that's how he died. How do you end up dying, Merce? Oh, he didn't like in from what I remember in like reading mythology is that Hercules, when he battles the Hydra, ends up killing him, but he's infected with like the venom from the Hydra that later actually kills him as well. All but right. like later, I think after some stuff. Here's my question: How much of that story do you think is true? I don't think any of it's true. You don't think you're not one lick of it? No, I don't. I don't. I don't think Hercules was real. No. 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 I mean, I think they're all, I think all the, maybe not all the stories, but, and here, here's a little peek inside y'all's radio's host mind. Uh, I think all of them are based on something. And I, I, I have a different question for you that ties into the first. Are you a Christian? Would you call yourself that? Yes. Do you believe the Bible is true? Uh, I don't. Yeah, and I'm not going to grill your faith. No, I, no I, I, but I feel like it's the same thing. I believe most of the stories are based on something. Uh, I'm like 50-50. Okay. I believe some of it is hardcore fact, and other it's descriptions or people explaining what they think happened mm-hmm. in stories. Okay. We're going we're gonna to take a tiny little research break to Google something. But, and kids, feel free to follow along at home. Merce, do us a favor and Google uh, Genesis chapter 6. And by the way, like I, uh, I don't know what I call myself. I tend to lean Christian, but I believe like a lot of the Bible is a lot more true than we think it is. And what I'm, so when I would sit in church as a kid, like we had a really good preacher, and I followed along with a lot of the sermons. I doodled. Yeah, oh yeah, like if I was with my brothers, we played the dot game where you like get on the back of the sign-in sheet and you make dots and you. You just unlocked a core memory. Oh, oh, dude, and you make the boxes, and whoever finishes the box, you put letter of your name in there, yeah. and you keep a point system. So, like, yeah, my brothers were older, so they always destroyed me in the game. But I like trying. However, uh, if I wasn't doing that, a lot of the times my little nerdy self just liked to read the Bible, and I remember flipping open to Genesis chapter six. And I, we're not going to quote it word for word, but like, Merce, have, have you ever heard them talk about this verse in church? Uh, probably. I never have. And I've listened for it ever since I've read it at eight years old. And the gist of it is, in Genesis chapter 6, it's like after Adam and Eve, but it's before Noah. And it's like Adam and Eve somehow have been populating and I'm whatever. I'm not saying that doesn't happen, but they've been populating and garden of of Eden was in Alabama. (laughs) Huh? That's a neat thought. You just unlocked anyways, later episode. (laughs) Uh, It's before Noah and like mankind has uh, multiplied and grown kind of corrupt from what I understand. And it practically says that, there were angels that like f- desired human women and came down from the heavens and laid with them and begot something called Nephilim. And it says like they were giants in those days. And we refer to them now as men of old and men of renowned. And how I, I, I asked that to the preacher when I finally like got him for a minute. I'm like, what is this? Like, why? I, I like Easter and I like Christmas just fine, but we've talked about them like, 30 times dude and i'm only eight like where where's this and, and he kind of explained to me like well when you hear the story of hercules and when you hear the story of like the like that's the men of old men of like those legends were kind of true and maybe i don't know if he directly said this but i've kind of inferred since like you know there's the story of like a uh, uh, moses when he fights the Egyptian, like he has a showdown with, yeah. with the Egyptian uh, pharaohs with their God versus like his God, Yahweh. From what I understand, like, oh, the Egyptian gods were like a legit thing. It's just Yahweh was like the real God. So like they didn't stand a chance, at least how I interpreted it. 
Uh, there's probably like five preachers just screaming at their <laughs> thing right now. I'm butchering this. I don't, I don't think we have five priests listening no. to our podcast. Hey, dude, we're starting to pick up in Saudi Arabia. There might be like five imams listening to this, which... That's scarier. <laughs> <laughs> hey, dudes. Shalom a lot of Loken or whatever. Like, I don't know. You're, You're making it worse. <laughs> so come along for the ride, guys. We have been getting a lot of downloads in Saudi Arabia. It's kind of concerning. Uh, but uh, anyways. Um, <laughs> that So I think there is a big chunk of our history we've forgotten. And I think even in the Bible... It's and the Bible is one of the oldest just chunks of history that's kind of stayed the same over the years, as far as we know. Uh, and I, it just blows my mind. I, it would have made me so much more interested in many church discussions if, like, not only that, there's other stories from the Bible. You, you know what is it uh, at the walls of Jericho? They play, uh, they play music as they march around it in the Old Testament, and they end up breaking, like, one of the walls down. Yeah. And as a kid, I'm like, no, I can't play a trumpet as loud as I can, and, like, it'll, you know, break break stone or whatever. Must have been one hell of a solo. No, but, like, the, dude, then you learn about, like, acoustics and some of the science they're doing and har- harmonizing different tunes and stuff, and they're like, oh, we can move metal with sound. And I'm like, well... What if they knew something back then that we forgot about? That's anyways. Well, it's like those old clay, the old style, old timey batteries they found. The yes, clay, the clay batteries, the Iranian batteries. I think they yeah. are. Yeah, it, there's so much stuff, and like you know, any of us that were born in the '90s that grew up watching the History Channel, the aliens. But like, <laughs> no, no, no. Like, I don't even, I don't even think we got to go that far. Like, you follow that Unger Dryas. Uh, theory I talked about the other episode about like there's kind of a we go through a comet stream every 200,000 years or so there could be so much stuff we've learned about that I don't know we went down this one technological trail currently of just electricity and digital stuff but I don't know I almost think about it like you ever play those old fashioned RPGs where like you can branch out and be a smart person or you can be a really strong person or Merce would probably pick the maniac and shoot all the people or something like that whatever is the simplest yeah, he, in and out it was always Grand Theft Auto he played I don't do side missions <laughs> I get to blow up a town <laughs> in a game in a game it's a video game feds it's joke but uh Nuketown was no longer there in my in my Fallout playthrough at the end of every game uh <laughs> I feel like like this time we just like really learned about like electricity and internal combustion, but like there's so many different ways a civilization can spec into different technologies. Like you know you hear about damn Greek fire and we still can't replicate that. They would burn different ships down with it in naval battles, and so Roman concrete uh, that we still can't replicate. To uh, maybe we can replicate, but not on the scale they did with how they did it. So it blows my mind that their roads are in better condition than ours are now that we're making. Yes. <laughs> but Louis C.K. also provides a pretty good explanation. He's like, man, it's amazing what you can accomplish when you don't care about human life and you just throw slaves at it. Uh, Pyramids. Order of society. <laughs> yeah, for a long time. It's bad. Uh, just like, they're in the great No, ball. no. Sh- no sh- hush, Merce. Don't, don't let out those thoughts. No, no. We're not getting canceled this early. No, I was just going to say that like when they built the Great Wall of China, when people or workers got killed or the slaves got killed, they literally just buried the bodies and put them in the wall as actual mortar. Oh, that's, a, that's actually really metal. Okay, let those thoughts out, not the puns. So, that was a long religious and historical side rant to what I was saying originally, which was something along the lines of like, what what do you do about all these problems that like are out of our control things like the insane idea of trying to fight russians the people that were already made out of glass and have been through so many self-genocides that they're coming out hard as steel just don't Uh, invade in winter just don't invade don't hell with winter summer or any of that leave leave that bear alone uh from that to to 
further obvious corruption to the inflation to the rest of the economy. And Merch, by the way, stock update. How's stock doing, Merch? Terrible. Uh, okay. And crypto's crashing out too, so. That, yay! Hey, At least Ethereum with the merge. So. I hope people bought stuff with the money they had. I didn't. I saved like an idiot. Oh, I'm bleeding. I'm bleeding so much. But, I'll continue to buy the dip and regret it. But like, the only solution to what spurred the religious talk fighting this hydra is a different way of fighting it not not through like violence or anything like that that's the real that's the dumb way to do it because unless unless you win but i, I don't know they got f-15 you about to make a gandhi reference n- no i know in the game civilization you could get a glitch where he would end up nuking you which I always thought was beautiful in its own kind of way. Like I'm like, look, look at the, you get nuked by Gandhi of all people. You must be bad. I don't even think you can be mad about it. No, it's Gandhi. He's <laughs> cute little skinny feller. Uh, but uh, you know, so, side note: supposedly he did some real messed up stuff. They don't talk about. I can see that. Like, but I don't know. It's like he's from the backwoods of India. I'm sure people in a lot of different backwoods of a lot of different places do real messed up stuff. Uh, yeah, I can yeah, see that. Throwing banjos, stuff like that. Uh, but what, what's like, how can you navigate through this stuff that you can't control? I tell you, the agorist or agorism, people that follow that are really onto something when they're like, I am just going to try to live without money and barter. And was like, dude, that's a horribly hard life. They might be ahead of the curve, but it's almost like the Amish. Like, you're going to have to sacrifice to get to that. The way things are going, we're all going to be doing that. You know, we might be. And I think in the meantime, you have to, one, something I see like a lot of people doing is putting their faith in politicians like a lot. It's like, you got to figure out how to, how to not rely on them. Then they don't have power over you. Like, my, the, one of the best examples I've seen of this is 3D printed guns. It's like, oh, we don't need the weapons manufacturers. We just need to be able to make some barrels and some uppers and print the rest. Or up barrels and lowers. I'm, I don't know. I'm not a gun. You don't guy. even need 3D printed guns. Look at the 10 people that got stabbed in Canada. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, well. Assault knives. <laughs> yeah. And what, that was right after Trudeau uh, made it illegal to transfer to transfer pistols or anything like that. Isn't that what they made illegal in Canada? Oh, uh, it was something... They've been just trying to scale back everything. Every and he's another one of these WEF and then yeah, young I leaders. I didn't look in. I didn't follow too, but I guess two brothers just went yeah. on a stab spree. Ugh. But you know, then there's places like. Uh, so we're t- we're talking about what's the solution to this, and one of the best I have seen. I've got to do like a little mini, a mini biography on someone I've. Sp- I've just kind of watched from the sidelines for the past couple of years. And that's a dude named Reed Coverdale. And I'm getting to the solution to all this in a minute. And I've He's someone I've seen transform into how you play offense against this stuff. And he's, he's a damn trucker that goes across the country who started a Twitter account. And he was a libertarian he's he's an atheist libertarian i'd say he's probably like mostly left-wing but he's still a pretty normal guy that you'd like talk to but uh you know anyways two years ago probably three years ago he would come on these kind of shit talking and real edgelord podcasts and stuff and he'd kind of be like the normal guy he'd be the neutral it'd be like well hang on you guys are being a little edgy but come on there's some rash like some we can be civil about some of this stuff and uh one of the best videos he ever made by the way i think if you youtube fully auto m1 grand he yeah i just said nothing i said i just messed up full auto m1 grand uh, he, he gives like a demonstration on why assault rifles are bad because they're big, black, scary plastic guns that are that look really mean, and why you need a good wooden stock grandpa gun like this M1 Grand. Then he just pulls the trigger and fires off the whole clip. I'm smiling like a chess iron. Oh, oh yeah, like he's a cheers to him. Very based, not based. Raptor of him. Very rapt. That's my new word. Um, we're not saying based anymore. The new word's raptor. I like dinosaurs. Uh, but very raptor of him. So he goes from like, I guess having some extreme political views, but being very civil with everybody. So he really noticed like 
if he was civil with everybody, but he was still nice to the people that were really anti-establishment, people that were very anti-saying all the politically correct things, uh, well, then he'd just get grouped in with them, even if he wasn't being like that. So this dude started taking some real extreme takes on, not even extreme takes on Twitter. He would share information on Twitter that you're not supposed to share. Like, uh, a lot of the stuff he covered was how the state of the country of Israel that we support with a lot of our tax money, uh, does all types of war games in the Middle East, as far as putting faction against faction and using propaganda and a whole bunch of stuff. And he got canceled for that. Uh, when I say canceled, he got banned from Twitter and he's, Created a couple of alt accounts, and they get nuked pretty quick because he's kind of sharing the same information. All right. Why did I just give this long, like, biography on this guy who's a little anti-authority, kind of turning more and more edgelordy? Yeah, I'm waiting. Yep, <laughs> everybody else is too. Well, Twitter got rid of him. But as I covered the last episode, libertarian, it's a little harder to silence a whole political, an official political party with a blue check mark next to the name. That boy that got canceled got his hands on a political party's Twitter. And it's the Libertarian Party of New Hampshire. I don't know how much control he has over it, but I'm sorry. There's a chance I'm wrong, but I'm like 90% certain he is at, at the very least influencing it. And they're the ones that are saying things like, we're going to be dancing on the graves of the Clintons whenever their turn comes. There is this new playing offense against, and I talked about it last episode with Trumpism. Because the, they the, can't, they, Twitter can't shut down a political... Part, they can't. I mean, they did get rid of the president. But the more they do that, the more they expose their hand. There has... It shows the bias. There, Je Jeff Dice of the Mises Institute said this. And he said, the pretense is gone. And what he means by this, there's always at least been a pretense that most of the media attempts to be neutral. There's like, oh, they're just dumb, and they don't know they're making a mistake. Most Americans have had this view for forever. It's like, oh, they just lean a little right wing, or they lean if it's Fox News, or they lean a little left wing if it's anything else, depending on where you're sitting at on the political compass. It's like, it's very obvious that from like what we were talking about with the Biden speech to how not just Trump, not how Trump is being covered, but how everybody is being grouped into this MAGA crowd. And not, listen, I've never bought a MAGA hat in my life, but I'm, I know with my views, I'm grouped into the crowd. Merce says as he, or Merce thinks as he looks around his memorabilia around the trailer that will not be mentioned in descriptions. But yeah, he likes them. But anyways, I like it because a lot of people don't like it. The more they push on like censoring people, which they're doing, the more it exposes their hand. And I don't know if. Like, who knows, maybe, I know Musk, what, he's pulling out of the Twitter buyout now, isn't he? That's Trying the only to... thing he's pulling out of. Yeah, apparently, yeah. <laughs> All right, good pun. Good, there, we'll put a penny in the jar for that. But <coughs> he, uh, like, with the exclusion of that, the more these people push, the more there is a pushback against them. I mean, it's like Newton. For every action, there's an equal and opposite reaction. And now it's right-wingers doing it. And not just like, I almost feel like I'm grouping myself into that. And I'm sure if a lot of left-wingers listen to a lot of my points, they'd probably paint me as a right-winger. But like, I'm very sympathetic to left-wing ideologies. Like, I'm talking like economically. Like, if you could prove to me that getting rid of CEOs and owning stuff would be actually better for people and you could do it while leaving me alone, I'm open for that discussion, if you can convince me of it. And a lot of other things, but some of the wacky shit we see nowadays not not so much uh however like avocado toast that really shows our uh rural 
us that that's how what we associate wacky shit that we won't put up with avocado toast. I love it. Uh, which I agree. I won't put up with it. Not in my household. America first, baby. Should be the new hashtag. Hashtag yeah. avocado toast. But anyways, I really, I'm seeing people launch new countermeasures to like this. I hate to be Mr. Alex Jones, but this info war, like take, take crazy Alex Jones out of it. There is like a soft war of information and, you know, whereas I did argue, I, I did try to steel man the against conspiracy uh, argument earlier. I will say, you know, you look back at history, and history is full of conspiracies, from the assassination of Julius Caesar to, to a lot of other crap that I'm not good at thinking off the top of my head. But what I'm getting at is, all these conspiracies, like, men do terrible things to get power. And now, there is more power than there has ever been before that someone can yield. Yield? Wield. Wield. That's the right word. Man, I'm trying to sound cool and it just doesn't want to mix up the words. Anyways, there's... What horrible things are they doing to get that more power than ever before? And I think back to, like, Rome and I'm like, oh, that was horrible things. So, extrapolate on that further and it leads you to avocado toast, which we don't put up with. And moving on, we're going to slide into our last little chunk of something I've been playing with lately. I was thinking about it while I was going crazy working this week. But, like, who are some truly based... Not that word. Blah, blah, blah. Raptor. Who are some truly Raptor bands? And I don't mean, like, they play good music or it's your taste in music. I'm like, no. These are people that, like, continue to do badass Raptor things. Like, uh, what inspired this was I saw that Pink Floyd, uh, before their concert the other day, they, they, like, I guess before they go on or in the middle of their show, they do a big segment about freeing Julian Assange, who's still locked up, by the way, for exposing information in this info war. Uh, so, yeah, Pink Floyd's still alive, by the way. It surprised me, too. Um, All of them? I don't even know how many Pink Floyd is. I think one of them had a bad trip on acid, and that's why Wish You Were Here was written. But I think George Harrison is still alive, or is that one of the big... We're millennials. We don't know all these George old Harrison timers. George Harrison was a Beatle. He was a Beatle. Was that the one you couldn't think of? Yes. Okay. But uh, earlier, off air. Don't worry about it. But no. Uh, yeah, Pink Floyd is still playing, I guess. Mind blown. Mind blown for me as well. Who knows? Probably have all that wrong. But it was a big band playing like Julian Assange. I think one band, it's got, they're not Raptor, you know, <laughs> Raptor, but one band that tries to always do that, and it just pisses me off, is Bono and U2. <laughs> South Park did them great. Yeah, well, like, they always try to do, like, it's just always in your face, and I'm still pissed about when everybody with an iPhone, they automatically, U2 somehow put their album on uh, anybody's phone automatically, and, like, force them to listen to it. It was the Nickelback effect. And I'm... There was too much of them. I'm still angry about it. And I'm not gonna lie, like Bono, the the yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> and his style and clothing, and his very punchable face did not do him any favors. I'm like something about you and big shades and a bomber jacket. Just want to hit you right in your stupid Irish face. If he ever listens and wants to come on Bandit Radio Hour and discuss this, so we're open for an interview. Uh, this isn't a threat, but Bono's no. a douche. No, I'll tell you the one that drives me the most crazy, which uh, is Rage Against the Machine. Because, okay. the like, I'm not super into rock. Grow, grew up loving Rage Against the Machine. Uh, so many just good power rock stuff. Not, It's not technically power rock. Y'all know what I'm saying. And then it's like, the biggest corporate takeover of America ever happens with pharmaceutical companies in the past two years. And they're like, hey, you can't come to our show unless you've had the jab. And I'm like, oh, y'all are total corporate shills. Sellouts. Like, dude, uh, and there's, there's so many people that put on such an image of something and it turns out to be something else. You know who is uh, one of the largest contributors to gun control? policies like in favor of pushing forward gun control toby keith mr red white and blue mr mr ain't this america 
Total, like, huge. He should have been a cowboy. There's, no, he shouldn't have. <laughs> no, if he would have been a cowboy, but, then he wouldn't be pro Yeah, But, you know, even as a young kid, when I would grow up hearing, like, the most Western song ever, I should have been a cowboy. All I thought about was, like, but you're not a cowboy. The song is about how you're not a cowboy. Why? Don't like it. <laughs> I listened to George Strait. Then I found out George Strait writes like none of his music. And I was like, uh, Alan Jackson? And Alan Jackson was like, yes, I actually write my music and sing about my Tennessee life. And I'm like, all right, thank you. I'll go down on the Chattahoochee. Okay, I want a grape snow cone now. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's in the song. All right, that was, that was another reference. It took me a minute to wrap my head around. Like, I don't know, what's what's another badass band that did something cool? Uh, Florida Georgia Line, everything they've done ever. Oh, they're actually, like, breaking up, so that's, like, the best thing yet. <laughs> so there is a God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and all of, you know, all right, two people. Garth Nirvana Bro- was pro-gun. <laughs> Pro-shotgun. <laughs> uh, uh, so was Hemingway. Uh, but uh, he wasn't a musician. His uh, book's ended with a bang. Yeah. Uh, he, uh, yeah. Well, two musicians, and it's, it's neat now that I got my kids, and I'm exposing them to the music I grew up to, and my daughter is in love with Shania Twain. Just, man, I feel like a woman. Oh, I heard the, my sister was, I've heard every song 900 times. Yeah, and, you know, I actually like Shania Twain. I'm sure you hate it by this point with that. Yeah, I can't imagine that torture growing up. Uh, I like Shania Twain, and I even like Garth Brooks. It blew uh, my mind when I found out she was Canadian as a kid. Oh, I know, me too. I, I was like, I don't compute. She's Southern. I've, I've seen her with horses, and that's a Southern thing. <laughs> but no, it's actually a very Canadian thing as well. But uh, I hate what they did to country music. Like, they did it good. Garth Brooks, uh, what's the Ron White joke? He's country and rock and roll. He's like Led Zeppelin with a big old belt buckle. <laughs> Which is like, yeah, he is kind of like that. I, I like a lot of his music. Everybody in the 90s that imitated him afterwards. Like, I realized growing up, it just started making me hate country music more and more. Especially when I found out George Strait, like, didn't write any of his songs until... Still, still upset about that. Dude, you don't understand. When I moved out to Texas... And I, George Strait, I, I liked him. I didn't like the fact he didn't write any of his music. But I still like uh, uh, Amarillo by Morning, one of the greatest country songs ever written. Like, he's got some true classics. When I moved to Texas, I had a manager who that was all he would play. And all he would talk about was George Strait. Let me tell you. I thought you were going to say he just played Amarillo by Morning. No, well, that was one of them. But he, every day, and he was... Growing up, I didn't like a lot of st- Southern stereotypes, and I thought they were, like, ill-gotten and, like, you know, just really disproportionate. Then I moved to Central Texas, and I was like, oh, I get it. They <laughs> they visited here. Now, saying that, there's some awesome, cool people in Central Texas, but there are also store managers that cannot spell simple first names like Jack or John or anything like that. Like, it's, it's, that's a real example. It's mind-blowing. However, you will meet eight-year-olds that are welding part of their tractor together and will spit out their chaw and wonder why you don't know how to weld. I'm like, oops, sorry, just never learned. Uh, But this guy was like all the bad stereotypes of a Texan He was fat, he was lazy, he didn't want to do nothing. And all he would go on about all the day long was, you know that George Strait's realest cowboy that ever lived? You know, he's got his own ranch down in southern Texas. You know, he works his own cattle just because he loves being a cowboy that much. And I'm, I'm, this grew a discontent within myself. I have never known rivaled for someone I never met named George Strait. And I think I finally said to uh, my manager out there, uh, if I had to shit and had no toilet paper, I would not wipe my ass with George Strait sheet music. And me and him. Well, good. That's because that's damn good sheet music. <coughs> no, hated it. Yeah. Now, the rest of Texas introduced me to the most awesome music ever, and I met some of the coolest people in my life out there. Uh, but whew, that part of Texas was rough. Uh, my first step in the nearest city was uh, I felt something shatter underneath my boot. And when I picked it up, there was a syringe in the parking lot. And I was like, ah, this is an omen of the next two years to come about my surroundings. And it was accurate. And that's going to lead us into our like last little bit tonight. Uh, I had something r- really fun and kind of heartwarming and cute to, to lead us off into the evening with. Uh, so 
me and my daughter, my son's back up north with his mama. Uh, she wanted to watch a scary movie over the weekend, and she's eight years old. And listen, my kids are a little, a little rough around the edges. You know, they've been exposed. I was exposed to like horror movies as a kid, stuff like that. And my, you know, I've so far I've shown them like Terminator Two. Uh, I've shown them Signs, which scared them pretty good. Scared me pretty good. Yeah, scared. My daughter, like, even at Signs, she goes, that wasn't that scary, Dad. And I'm like, screw you. That scared me at 16, and you're 8. I don't like this. So anyway, she's talking a big game about what she can watch. And I'm like, well, all right, I'll give you a couple of options. We got Alien, the classic, you know, uh, with the black alien and the facehuggers and stuff. Uh, we got Predator. Which that is, one, that one scarred me. Yeah, I had to watch that at a. My dad and the, the his buddies were going off hunting on the, for like a late night buggy ride. Which, right. Basically, now looking back, they were just going to go get hammered on a buggy ride. But they left me alone. Dad's in the south. Get out of here. No. But all they did was all they did was leave me in a, the hunting cabin by myself and turn on Predator and left. Oh, in the woods. Yeah, I was like ten. <laughs> oh, dude, no, not cool. They came back. Bad was, trip, Dewey. They came back like, I don't know how many hours later. I was asleep underneath the couch cushions. Dude, when that thing turns invisible, like you can't even see it. At first, I, you just see invisible and eyes and nope. I, I didn't like it. Nope. Uh, my daughter didn't want to watch that one because it had too many boys in it. Understandable. Uh, I wouldn't want to watch something at that age if it had too many girls in it. No homo. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, and... I told her about Alien, and she goes, well, how scary is Alien? I'm like, you know, it stars a girl who's a kick-butt girl, but, like, really believable kick-butt girl. Uh, and she goes, how scary is it? I'm like, hey, you know, it's kind of a slower movie. It's a little, it can be boring at times. But I'm like, it's got some scary parts in it. She goes, well, what's this movie you've talked about called The Thing? And I go, oh, you're eight years old. I don't, I don't know. She goes, Daddy, I want to be scared. I want to be really, really scared. What's I, I'm a grown man, and I still don't want to be scared. She, she, she's my kid. We like, we like the fear. We like bathing in it. Uh, that's why we. That's why I pay attention to real world events. Uh, but, anyways, she eggs me on, and eventually I'm saying real dumb things like, well, there's this movie called 30 Days of Night with vampires that are... And she goes, oh, I want to watch that one. I want. I'm like, ah, you know what? I'm, I'm going to veto all of your congressional amendments, and we're going to go with Alien, because that's like the... She goes, I'm disappointed, Daddy. I want to watch one of the really scary ones. Dude, whole night, she's like, I don't want the facehugger to get me. I don't want the facehugger to get me. Oh, what? Oh. Hey, I, I don't either. Here's the here's the most messed up part. My little eight year old beautiful sweetheart. Like when we're you know the movie starts out really slow. They're just a crew in space that are like miners and they get a signal. They got to go investigate. And the first guy of the crew that's like going to investigate, looking like the hero, Lily goes, "Daddy, he looks just like you." And I'm like, "Oh, this is gonna be great." <laughs> so guy who looks like Daddy uh, walks. They find the 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 big alien looked like its chest bursted out. Oh, what could do this? They wonder as they look on this field of eggs and the guy that looks just like daddy looks over the egg and you see something jump out of the egg and jump on his face. And then later on you see his chest explode with an alien running out of it. And, uh, she almost cried and it, it warmed my heart. Cause I'm like, are you scared now? You little punk. <laughs> and she was, she was terrified. Did uh, she sleep? Uh, <laughs> all right. She did. But I think I've talked... Bonus points if you, like, didn't go beat on the door at, like, 2 a.m. No, I didn't. I didn't. I should have. But I didn't. I didn't do that. You can order a face fake, fake face hugger online. Oh, this... No. Just throw it at her. All right, maybe. I'm just saying if that ends up in my inbox, don't judge me. Uh, so, you know, I think I've talked about how when I've been putting my kids down, one of the nice little perks of, like, YouTube and stuff is that they have, like, ASMR Uh what do you call it? Videos or like soothing beaches Sounds, yeah. and stuff. Well, my daughter asked me like one night, just kind of being part of a little goofy self. She goes, daddy, what's something that would put you to sleep really easy? I'm tired of watching that. I'm like, Oh, golf, golf always puts me to sleep. She goes, put, put on golf. I've never heard of this golf. And I'm like, Oh, it's old fat white guys. And one young black guy that are really, that's really good at it. That hit this ball. I explain it to her. She went to sleep that night. She went to sleep the second night, like after alien. Tonight, when I went to put her down before I come over here to record, uh, she's staying up paying attention to it. And she's like, 
this is the masters. These are the masters that come here and golf. And I'm like, oh, really? She goes, yeah, that guy. And like she names off a name or two. And I'm like, I I don't like golf. I can't get you to start liking golf, little girl. I'll t- I'm- She's introduce her to John Daly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, introduce her to John Daly, and hopefully she doesn't do what her daddy did to get kicked out of a golf course. But that's a story for another day. Nah, no, it's not. Yeah, well, I was really bored, and I sucked at golf whenever all my friends invited me, and uh, I got, you know, it's the one it's the one sport with baseball or football. I always felt like if I got angry at that game with baseball, you can hit the bat harder. You can run harder in football. You can channel that anger into productive kinetic energy In golf. It just makes you suck more. And that got me so frustrated. I thought it would look cool to some girls that were there. By the way, I'm in high school at this age. Uh, if I took the go-kart on a joyride and started jumping uh, sand dunes. And Merce, weren't you there? No. I was there like the next day or next weekend and got shown where you did it and yeah. why you're not there allowed anymore. Yeah, and why they're wanting a picture of me. Yeah, I did that, and one of the golf managers saw me doing it and ran at me with his putter, screaming a lot of things. And I remember pulling the classic 90s kid. I just saw something like this on the show called Jackass, and I thought it'd be cool. And Steve-O made me do it. Yeah, yeah, pretty much, being being the, the little wuss that I was. Uh, and I had to, all I had to do was rake the pit back the way it was supposed to be. And I don't, never go back. Right? Never go back. But I've been back. That They've changed staff. They forgot about me. That was times past. That was the old bandit. This is the new bandit, the improved bandit, kind of, not really. Uh, But anyways, folks, this has been a fun recording, a fun evening. Hope y'all keep enjoying more of the Bandit Radio. Follow us on uh, Twitter, at Bandit Radio Hour, on Instagram. uh, Now we do have a Facebook page. We've been exposed to that side of social media. Uh, And Merce, am I forgetting anything? YouTube and wherever you get podcasts, Stitcher, uh, iTunes, uh, all of it. Download us, listen to us, tune in next time, and uh, y'all have a good one.